Welcome to the Grub Club Podcast. That'd be G-H-R-U-B. Hey, Bob the Beer Guy. Hey, Randy the Wino. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Hello, all our winos. 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 That's G-H-R-U-B. What's that stand for, Randy? Grub. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter, and that's what this podcast is all right. about. Ready? Unedited banter. Right, and you can find us on Facebook. Facebook. At, at Grub Club. On Facebook, or you can uh, reach us on Twitter at uh, at Grub, or uh, or you can check out our website at www.ghrub.com. Awesome. So, what are we doing tonight? We're doing Rieslings, apparently. Rieslings. That's what I heard we were right? doing. Yeah. A white wine. White wine. That's white, right. Yeah, it is a white wine. White. White. Just noticing. Yep. So it is a white grape. The Riesling is a white grape varietal course, which is originated in the Rhine region of Germany. Uh, that's right around the Ramstein area. That's where my son was stationed, uh, right in the Mosul Valley along the German-French uh, uh, German border, uh, sometimes, in, and just south of that is the Alsace region, where we're actually going to uh, try a wine uh, from tonight. Great. Can't uh, wait. Uh, so a little history is that it's an aromatic grape variety displaying flowery, almost perfumed aromas as well as high acidity. It's used to make dry, semi-sweet, sweet, and sparkling white wines. It's now estimated to be the world's 20th most grown variety. 20th. It is noted in the top three white wines. Next really? Next is Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and, of course, the Riesling. Wow. Now, the Riesling is a variety which is highly terroir expressive. What's oh, that? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you remember our last podcast? We I, talked about terroir. I, I can't say that I actually remember it. <laughs> However, I have listened to it again and uh, kind of understand what I was talking about. All right. So. Not that it made any <laughs> sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Let me so. apologize for my drunken behavior early <laughs> while I'm not drunk this time. Well, I want to tell you that Riesling is one of my favorite wines, especially in the summer. It's nicely chilled, and uh, you can just have a couple glasses on the deck. It's uh, uh, To me, it's just a, a great starter wine. Uh, for a day, you can have a couple glasses throughout the day and just be uh, be really comfortable with having it. Yeah, I would notice that, except the bottle's gone already. You know, there's five of us <laughs> here. <laughs> we've been podcasting <laughs> for 45 seconds and the bottle's gone. <laughs> well, we've, we've had to set the equipment up. <laughs> so the one thing we didn't do is introduce everybody. Nope, sure didn't. So go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, uh, down here is uh, Brendan, the bearded board man. Bearded board man. Hi, Brendan. Good evening. And we also have Just John. Hi, Just John. Just John. Matt, the mailman. Yep, Matt's here too. Yep, and he's probably going to take over our podcast eventually because, uh, you know, he's got a better voice. Right. <laughs> Way better voice than me. And we have a new member this evening. Right. Right. I can't remember what Matt Where said. is she? Hello. She's not dropping dishes in Hello. the uh, thing. Say hi, Tiffany. Say hi, Hello. Tiffany. And what's her what's her nickname? And we got oh, well, that's Tenacious Tiffany. Tenacious Tiffany. We also have the guard dog Blanca with us tonight too. Oh, so All of Lily, nine pounds. Lily and Blanca now. Okay, great. Dogs are getting into wine. That's awesome. A new market. Hey Bob, thanks for spending twenty three dollars and forty nine cents or ninety nine twenty three ninety nine twenty three ninety nine on uh, on this bottle of uh, Riesling, which is pretty expensive for Riesling. Absolutely. And I also got it in the wine warehouse in Charlottesville, so it's discounted compared to a normal place that you'd get it. Sure. Uh, this is the Grand Cru Schlossberg Riesling in two th for 2008. 12.5% alcohol by volume. 
Uh, it's from the Alsace Grand Cru control area uh, in, in France. It's, again, right, right south of the Mosul region uh, in Germany along the German-French border. Uh, and if anybody knows where Germany is, it's uh, if you take a left at Strasbourg and go a little further west and just go across the border into France, that's where you're at. That's where this wine comes from. So why don't we look at the color and, uh, I mean, give it a sniffy sniff and uh, figure out what it smells like. Okay. I have to pour some more. Is there any left, or do I have to lick the inside of the bottle? Well, you can sniff it from the bottle. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. Tiffany's getting us some water. Appreciate it. So I like it. It smells clean. I mean, it's, uh, it smells crisp, just like you would expect a Riesling to smell. Um, it's got all those stainless steel smells that, uh, that you talked about last time that you don't like. But I, I definitely think it has those aromas that make you want to drink it on a sunny afternoon. Well, I haven't researched this on the web, but I don't see the, I don't, I don't smell the pungent stainless steel smell. So I don't know if that's a, an aging thing or uh, what, but some of the age will take out the stainless steel smell as well. Yeah, I, I definitely don't now. get the oak. I mean, there's no, there's no oak on no it. No oak. Got it. Um, but you can tell it was done in stainless steel vats because it was so clean and crisp. Like, you don't get that out of oak. What yeah. you get out of oak is, you know, those long-term, long-lasting flavors. Again, this is back to, you know, what Brendan made last time, whatever that bottle bad stuff was. was uh, just, just the appearance. Yeah. The taste was good. Yeah, sorry, the taste was good. The bottle was bad. But I, I like it. I mean, it smells good. It, uh, you know, crisp, clean, everything you would expect. Refreshing, right? Sunny afternoon, want my reason. Absolutely. Well, go ahead and why don't you uh, try it. What's the color look like for you? Oh, I like the color. It's clear, uh, clean. Um, it's got the yellow hues that you would expect out of a, out of a white wine. You know, I'm not a big white wine drinker. I mostly drink reds. Um, but for a white wine, it looks good. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's yeah. um, clean, crisp. It's very clear. Um, and for a good Riesling, it ought to be for 24 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. $23.99 is not a small price point. No, not for a Riesling. No. And I like and I like the white wines, especially the beginning in the summer when yep. it just starts to get warm outside yeah. and sit on the deck and have a nice glass of white wine before dinner and you know, crack open the real wine to, to eat with. So. Yeah, so I think of it as, um, as, you know, beer drinkers, you know, sit out back, drink Bud Light. You know, this is this is the Bud Light. You know, a hot afternoon. Really? You're going to compare a $24 a Riesling I, 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 with a Bud Light? Hey, uh, Bob, it's white wine. Ma yeah, maybe I mean, compare it. white wine, right? Like, I mean, oh. there's nothing to it. Like, you drink it and it's gone. There's no back flavor. Oh, I've already tasted it. <clears throat> so there's really no back flavor. It's just kind of there. It's kind of fresh and crisp and refreshing, like a Coca-Cola. Well, I always compared Bud Light to water myself. But anyway, you know. Well, I definitely taste the grapefruit. Yeah. The apricot. Uh, is in there. Uh, I, I think it has a good, clean, crisp taste as well. <coughs> Excuse me. I I think um, I think you're wrong. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You should chuck that out. <laughs> it's getting all broken up here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. And that's not me, folks, because I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> I, I I do. I think you're wrong. I think it does have a back flavor, and if you you know, if you didn't smoke, you might have that flavor in your in your uh, <laughs> palate still, in your taste buds still. But it, it lingers on the back of your throat a little bit. It still lets that poignant grapefruit flavor come out in your mouth, uh, and 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 let you let's let your mouth fill up. 
right? I, I don't want to make fun of you. $23.99, <laughs> expensive bottle of wine. I would expect more. If I pay $23.99 for a bottle of Chianti, I would expect more in terms of overall flavor. I mean, I, I, nice bottle of wine. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. It's your $23.99. So in the, la <laughs> in the last two months, I bought and bought about uh, 14 different Rieslings from the wine warehouse, and this happened to be one of them. And I want to tell you that this one, by pri if you just go by price, it's the best bottle of Riesling that, that's out there. I'm not saying it's and bad. No, it's really but good. I mean, I mean, it's nice, right? It's nice but you'd rather have a $14 bottle, dollar bottle of Merlot. No, I'd rather have a $1.50, you know, sweet. Really? You want to go know, back to China? A dollar fifty thing of you know strawberry riesling, right? Cranberry Chianti, watermelon. Really, the fruit you, you're comparing this to the fruit wine. That, that, that's, that's how to you me don't look. It's like the same stuff. Like it's just refreshing. Like I mean, it's nice. Like I'm not going to say it's not nice, but it's a glass of white wine, right? Nice salad, right? I mean, you know, again, beginning of the meal, right? There's a reason white wine is served at the beginning of the meal and not in the middle. Right, because it's not heavy, it's not dark, it doesn't have those tannins that I'm looking for. Right, I, I mean, I'm a red wine drinker. Okay, so um, you know, for white wines, I, do you actually have a different grub club rating scale for white versus red wines? Red wines? <laughs> We've only been here 15 already. minutes. I'm already going wines. <laughs> I mean, because are you gonna, you know, if this is a daily drinker, or, or you know, is this? something that you would compare to a daily drinker of a red, or do you have to have two separate uh, uh, rating scales? So it's it's a fine glass of wine. It's not something that I would consider, you know. I'm so you're going to rate it by itself and not compare it to everything else you're drinking? No, you it's not comparable. You think it's comparable? I mean, think about the Cab Sav, right? Like, think oh. about how that, the understanding of the wine you get from something that's red and deep and dark and has tannins. Like, it's just a different experience than... You know, drinking something like that. Absolutely. I've just, that's that's, all I'm that's why I'm just asking if you're going to compare them when you do your rating or if you actually just rate it on the scale. I just rate it on the scale. Okay. I okay. mean, that's a fair. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's fair. Okay. Good. I know. You're still having problems with saying I'm wrong. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 maybe, uh, maybe it's, uh, and frankly, I do think that your smoker's palate might get you off of that a little bit because right. you'd, rather have a easy stuff. you'd rather have come a come on, oh, come on. <laughs> you know you'd rather have a barolo or a valpolicella sure. and things something with uh, absolute tar taste in it yep. of course so uh, where where i don't but i do like good wet red wine pick the, pick well, the easy attack point i like uh, it. exactly it is easy <laughs> <laughs> always go for the weakness first so i like it with the cheese so tonight we're eating. Well, wait, before the cheese, let's let's rate it on the grub club, and then we'll talk about the cheese. Okay. So go ahead. It's a three. It's a three. Daily yeah. drinker. Oh wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. We gotta whoa. tell them what the ratings are. I know, but I don't have it pulled up, and I can't remember. Zero, right. one, two, three, four, and five. Three. Three is the daily drinker. Yep. Right. Daily drinker, hot <laughs> day on the back porch. For twenty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents a bottle. Twenty-three dollars and ninety-nine cents a bottle. It's a daily drinker for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying like. Based on the scale, zero through five, it's a three. I mean, it's a good, clean, easy drinking wine. I absolutely agree. I would right. rate it a three myself. Not complex. Not complex. Nope. Not something that, um, uh, unless it was a specifically a white wine drinker that was coming over, right. uh, that would want a really good white wine, you know, I might go to a four for that person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, frankly, this is not going to be on my table for a daily drinker. Just because of the price, even though that's the class of wine it is. Right. No, I agree. And and so, 
if, if you took Riesling and you just juxtaposed it to some kind of food, right, like in the middle of a meal, like if you had something spicy, something spicy in the middle of a meal. Like a right? meatball? Uh, spicy meatball. No. <laughs> so. Um, I confused them. General Sal's chicken, right? Juxtapose it from the food to the wine. Maybe the wine would be a different experience. Right? Lots of people don't want to juxtapose. They feel bad, right? They want to use something that's complimentary. But it would be interesting to juxtapose this against something, you know, super hot and spicy like that. Okay, and everybody that's listening, if you can count the number of times juxtapose is said in this <laughs> podcast, in the last podcast that he used that word, I think he's got it on his toilet paper at home, <laughs> then we'll send you a T-shirt. It's going to be his old used T-shirt from the garage. It's got oil stains on it, but it'll be an old T-shirt. <laughs> So let's get our opinions of our uh, friends around the table. Uh, just John. Uh, very simply, it's, a, like you said, a simple wine. Very nice to sit out on the deck, enjoy, and a nice spring evening. But uh, I would definitely give it a three. Yeah, not really looking at the price, uh, because if, uh, if I were able to afford whatever, this definitely would be a daily drinker for me. Uh, but I can't afford whatever, so this would be uh, on an occasional basis, uh, but still give it a three. I, I enjoyed it. Very much, especially uh, pairing it with the cheese that we have tonight. We'll talk about the cheese in just a minute, but uh, Matt, the mailman, Big Matt. Uh, yeah, I liked it also. Um, again, I still have, uh, I'm conflicted because when I think Daily Drinker, I'm thinking like my Manhattan uh, or, you know, something like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, not, oh, you should see the eyes rolling because I brought up booze. But anyway, um, uh, I did like it. I thought it was crisp. I thought it was clean. I, I, I tend to agree with Bob that uh, it hangs back on you a little bit and uh, reminds you um, that it was just there. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a daily drinker for me because I am factoring in the price. And uh, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I can't spend cheap? that much money. Yeah. No, frugal. <laughs> frugal, not cheap. Oh, oh right, right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and now my new name is not Frugal Matt. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was very good, and I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to taste it. And the board man, what do you think, board 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 man? Uh, I think like Matt, I I appreciate you spending twenty four or twenty three ninety nine on us. Uh, guess being a high paid contractor, you can do that, which is nice. Uh, I liked it. As um, again, I'm not. Uh, I'm a more of a Viognier fan. It's a little little sweeter than I'm used to. Certainly could sit back on a, a deck. I'd like us to count how many times we've said sitting on the deck because we're a bunch of gay bastards if we're talking about <laughs> sitting on the deck. But uh, we do that a lot, um, <laughs> evidently. Uh, anyway, but I think overall, I don't know if I could give it a three. A little too sweet for, for my taste, and I don't get a lot from it. It definitely hits you when you uh, take Randy's Sniffy Sniff test, and and then, you know, you drink it. It's good, but... Uh, I can't give it a 2.5, so i got to go down and give it a 2. Thank you, Brendan, the board man. Mm -hmm. Evenly divided table. <coughs> Absolutely. I, I think we're actually all in violent agreement. No, we're not. <laughs> no, except for you. <laughs> Everybody says it's a good wine, and you I say I like reds. Wine. <laughs> and you said I like reds. <laughs> I said it was good. I didn't say it was bad. I like redheads, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Different, different topic. <laughs> so what about the cheese? What, what are we doing with the cheese here? I bought this from Afton Mountain Vineyards, right. uh, which I had one of the best Rieslings made in Virginia. Um, and we're going to do a Virginia wine, but not that one. But the Afton Mountain Vineyard uh, Riesling is, is an awesome wine, and you should all 
look that page up also and do a, do a little Google search for it, and you'll find a good good Riesling and many other wines. So the cheese tonight is uh, Simply Cheddar. It's extra sharp, all-natural cheese ball made by Linda Weaver out of Waynesboro, Virginia, uh, www.simplycheddar.com. Cheese ball is, uh, was actually quite large for $9. I mean, it was a good, good, good price point for sure. Um, obviously covered with nuts on the outside and, uh, and looks delicious and is very tasty. So I like this with the wine. So there's a, you know, there's a bitter taste with the, with the cheese that the wine juxtaposed. And I know I said juxtapose again, right? And again. But sweet, right, to bitter, right? And you get that joy in the middle. So I, I love the cheese. And uh, I actually bought, like I said, bought this cheese. Went out at, I was out at a wine tasting at Afton Mountain. And I had the, the, the Riesling and the Gewürztraminer, which they gave me a little clue on how to remember the Gewürztraminer and how to say it. And I said, girls are meaner. Gewürztraminer. So... Um, but they served this cheese with, with the white wines out there at the vineyard, and I just thought it was wonderful, so uh, uh, just bought it. So together they make a better combination for the wine, right? Like the wine by itself, you know, is good, right? It's a three. It tastes fine, right? You, you pair it with the cheese, right? And then you have some complex things happening in your palate, right? You got some sweet stuff. You got some bitter stuff. You got some... You know, left side, right side palate stuff happening. You don't have just kind of that grapefruit stuff. Trying to swallow. It's good. It's awesome. I agree. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other nice thing looking at this, uh, as you can tell, it's a homemade product. Uh, you know, small uh, small cottage industry type of craft. Um, the, the cheese itself is not what you find with a store-bought product where you go to spread it on the cracker and the cracker just disintegrates. Um, it's it's very soft, but it's not a soft pack cheese either. It's uh, it's definitely uh, you know large uh, large cheese curds. You can see um, again, it's just very very nice. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right. So is that time of the uh, podcast that we're going back to Matt the mailman? You Matt, you got any mail? Come on, Matt. What's up? So yeah, I do have a uh, one note here. Uh, Rochelle from Aurora wrote in and uh, was wondering about um, the, when we talked about the port. Bob had asked about um, taking readings, and what, what does that mean, readings compared to alcohol content? So what it does is it measures the sugar in the refractometer. So you take a drop of your wine, and you put it on the refractometer. 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 Yeah, that. And, uh, and then you see how much sugar is in your wine. So it just shows a little scale. On there, and you can actually see the wine. So as the wine is fermenting or the port is fermenting, the number drops, right? So you start out with a pretty high number, let's say 20% sugar, right? So what happens is the yeast eats the alcohol, the number starts to fall. So then you take your initial number of your sugar to your ending number at, um, at fermentation completion, and you do a mathematical calculation, which I'm sure John the Orsa guy could probably do. <coughs> I can't. I use a computer program. <laughs> and uh, and then you can figure out the alcohol content from that. And that's easy to say. Cause there is a program. Where all you got to do is Google it, and you'll find one that will show you what, you what you've got for alcohol content. Yeah. Hydrometers. And, but oh, the, the, the refractometers are, are quite expensive. Some of them range from, you know, 80 bucks to 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and, you you know, most people will use a hydrometer at, at uh, 10 bucks or yeah, whatever they are. Yeah, absolutely. So... You can um, fill up a beaker with uh, with your wine, 
pre-fermentation. And uh, you drop the hydrometer there, it gives you the same reading as a refractometer, and it just floats, right? So the density w of water with sugar in it is more than the density of water itself. Yeah. I hope but you I have to right. you have to eyeball that, so you shouldn't be drunk when you're doing it. No, definitely <laughs> not drunk while you're doing You'll it. You'll get a bad reading. So we took a lot of readings on the port to try to make it uh, to try to make it as sweet as we could because I'm a sweet wine drinker. So you know I kind of cheated and made the port that I wanted to make, which seems to be doing quite well. I mean, you know, Brendan the board guy was just talking about bringing it to a party and how well how well accepted it was at the party in terms of you know people liking it and people wanting to drink more. So I even liked it. Yeah, which is shocking right. in itself, right? So I guess you know to add on to this question from the reader here uh, is, will you do anything different for a port when you add the brandy versus a regular wine? Ah, so what I did was um, I, I actually took the port down to a certain level of of, uh, of sugar, so because I wanted residual sugars in the wine, right? So I had to kill fermentation at a certain time. So instead of letting it ferment, you know, the yeast ferment from beginning to end to create you know, the most amount of alcohol potential that you can get out of your wine. What I did was I said, you know, if total fermentation takes seven days, what I want to do is at the end of three days, having created, you know, something that's 7% alcohol and, you know, fermented all the way through, or you can stop it halfway through, which is what I did. So I stopped it at about 7 to 10% alcohol. The port, you know, the, the Cab Sav we did last year came out at about 13 to 14%. The port is about 7% wine, but then you use the brandy to fortify it and end up with something that's, you know, 30, right, 20%, 30, right? Yeah, 20%, whatever brandy is, plus a 7. So you get a little bit of a kick off that. So right. that's why readings are important so that you can determine, you know, when the best time is to fortify based on the sweetness level that you like in your port. And but, I can see I can see doing that um, for a port so that you can get the right, you can stop the fermentation at the right time. And I just tell everybody that I don't take many readings when I make my own wine because I'm not going to fix it. Yeah. So if it's, you know, comes out 8% alcohol versus 12% alcohol, I'm going to be okay with it because it's about the flavor and uh, not really about the alcohol content. So Right. And, and ports the same way. You know, some people want really dry ports, which, which you can do, right? Ferment all the way through, get 14%, you know, add wine to Cab Sav. Right, that's a kind of port, I'm sure. Fortify wine to cab sav. Sorry, add port to the cab sav at fermentation completion. Right, so just wanted to clarify it for right, the Right, so if you do it before, you get the sweetness, which is what we got out of the port. Awesome, and I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for your question. That was from Rochelle in Aurora. You're a prick. <laughs> you know, I can't believe you disagreed with me. I mean, I have no idea why you do that. I'm the wine guy. You're the beer guy, right? It would be like me saying fat tire socks. <laughs> You'd be wrong. Right. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I didn't say you were really wrong. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I said the word wrong, but you're, I, I think you are uh, tainted a little right. bit. Words are important. You right. said wrong. Because you, like, you, you think ports are good <laughs> wines. Right. Even though I like the last one, doesn't mean I'm going to like everyone. No, and I You agree. like sweet reds, too. Yep, absolutely. And you like dessert wines. And yeah. You know, I'm I'm a dry red w right. wine guy. I That's like why I'm the wine guy and you're the beer guy. I understand. Okay. But beer's made me fat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> so uh, so we finished up here with Riesling today on a nice uh, bottle of French Riesling from uh, the Alsace region. Um, pretty expensive and, and, you know, a double D. Yeah. A, a grub three. 
And good with the cheese. I mean, the cheese really makes the wine. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, you know, uh, Afton Mountain had, had paired, paired the two for a wine tasting. It uh, brings out the flavors, brings out yep. the grapefruit, brings out the apricot flavors. Uh, I think it's great. Yep. Hey, so if you want to, uh, if you want to comment, you know, if you want to disagree with Bob or uh, agree with me, as I know you all will, you can uh, visit us on Facebook at, uh, at Grub Club or... Uh, or you can uh, check us out on Twitter at, at Grub, which Bob is just learning how to use. Or, or you can go to www.ghrub.com. Grub.com. That's right. Grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter, and that's what you've heard this evening. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Randy. You forgot an important thing. If somebody wants to send an email, where do they send an email? Ah, they can send it to bobiswrong at, uh, at grub.com. Uh, do they have to put the uhs in there? No. All right. <laughs> they have to put the so's, though. Just Bob put XXX so. at grub.com. <laughs> Randy at grub.com or Bob at grub.com. Take care of my winos. Bye, winos. <laughs> <laughs>